The Strange Planet Podcast. All right, I guess this is live. I think, I hope. All right. Yeah, I think this is live. So, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another shitty edition of this shitty podcast. Um, Yeah, so had to take an extended break for a little bit there. Uh, almost lost my cool, uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, it was, uh, interesting, very interesting. Um, so what did I want to talk about today? Um, well, you had the Space Force General, uh, Chief of Staff, rather, he, uh, he testified before Congress, and he said that Earth could be expecting a threat Oh, hold on, I gotta move the desk closer. Shit. Okay, anyway, so he said that... Okay, I gotta adjust the camera. Okay. Cool. Uh, actually, we're gonna do this on the personal account. And then... Wow, this is going to be a lot of fucking editing. Holy shit. This is terrible. This is what happens when you don't plan properly. All right. Okay, for those of you guys listening, uh, sorry about that. Um, and we have lost the vape. We we have, I, uh, when I say we, I mean I, uh, I have lost my vape, which is very important, as you know, to many of my talking points. Make a few more adjustments here. All right. How the heck's everybody doing? Cool. So, uh, there's going to be an audio-only version of this on Spotify and all those stupid platforms. And then uh, the Instagram version, which gives you video. And then, yes, there's alcohol in, in this Burger King cup. So, uh, like I was saying, um, what, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, uh, Space Force Chief of Staff uh, testified before Congress and said that Earth could be expecting a threat from outside of Earth very soon, uh, I think were the words he used. Um, so, that's interesting. Um, I don't really believe in UFOs, so, I don't know, I think he's just bullshitting. I think he's one of those overzealous, you know, military leaders. He's like, I'm going to leave my stamp in the United States military. You know, like one of those, uh, what I would have been 
if I made the military a career. But, you know, shit happens. So, yeah. Um, other than that, been pretty mentally unstable lately, so that's cool. Still vaping, still drinking. It's all for the entertainment, am I right? Um, in other news, uh, rocking the Tampa Bay Lightning jersey, reverse retro, because uh, we got our asses fucking canned yesterday by the Toronto Maple Leafs, which made my father very happy. But, uh, anyways, Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, we went into the third period with a 4-1 to lead over the Toronto uh, Chokers. Uh, Maple Leafs, and lost in overtime, uh, 5-4, so that sucked, that was a real emotional roller coaster, so now the series stands at 3-1 to Toronto, uh, where it either should have been tied, or 3-1 Tampa Bay, but that's a whole nother story, um, NBA playoffs, NBA playoffs is getting pretty nuts, uh, Miami Heat, uh, they're up 3-1 on the Milwaukee Bucks in the series. Uh, Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy Butler, the, the real GOAT, uh, he scored 56 points in the game last night to make the series 3-1 Miami over Milwaukee. So they just need to win the next one, and uh, Miami moves on. Same thing with New York. Uh, the New York Knicks... Um, they just keep waxing the, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Jalen Brunson doing his thing, um, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle. They got a really solid squad, the New York Knicks. Uh, they're up 3-1 to one on the Cavaliers. Uh, game 5 is tomorrow night, so if they win that, they move on as well. Um, yeah, sports is getting really exciting, especially if you're a Tampa Bay fan, except for the Buccaneers. Um <clears throat> Tampa Bay Rays are 20-4. and four. Um, They lost today, April 25th, to the Houston Astros at home. Got shut out 5-0. They only posted, uh, I believe it was four hits in total. Um, but all good things must come to an end, am I right? So uh, Rays, I mean, they're, they're kicking ass. They're the best team in Major League Baseball right now. Uh, they've allowed 69 runs, <laughs> uh, 69 runs uh, through 24 games, which is pretty substantial. That's a pretty huge feat to accomplish. Uh, they also broke their streak yesterday of 22 straight games with a home run, which is like absurd. And it's even more absurd if you're a Tampa Bay fan like me, and you're like, where the fuck did this come from? Um... What else is going on in the world? Uh, the BRICS thing that I always talk about, uh, that's really ramping up. And you got 16 other countries that want to join it too. Uh, so that's pretty scary. Uh, especially a couple oil countries like Saudi Arabia, Iran, um, Algeria, I think was one, Argentina. So that shit's getting scary. Um, what else? Uh, Don Lamont was fired by CNN, and then 15 minutes later, his uh, boyfriend, I mean, um, sworn enemy, Tucker Carlson on Fox News, was fired in the exact same fashion that Don Lemon was fired in from CNN, which is really weird because Tucker Carlson was at one point drawing like 4 million viewers a night on the 9 p.m. Eastern Time slot, which is like unheard of, especially in cable news. That's like completely unheard of. Um, so that's weird. There's going to be a lot of fallout from that. I assure, assure that. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, world's still falling apart, and that's why we are now the strange planet, no longer the scratch post. Um, I always talk about how many countries I've been to, and I thought, you know what? What better way to show everybody how cultured I am than to name the podcast The Strange Planet? Because it is a strange planet. I mean, we are strange, 
strange species, you know. Um, and now you throw in UFOs and political unrest and economic unrest and World War Three into the mix, and we are all in this insane, rabid, catatonic state that none of us can seem to explain nor identify. Um, but the world's gone crazy. I mean, let's... Um, Alright, I fucked that up. Uh, world's gone absolutely insane. Uh, has been for a long time. I think this is the culmination of a number of things over a number of decades. And, uh... Yeah, so, um... A lot of bullshit. A lot of bullshit going on in the world. Um, and other than that, I mean, there's really not much going on. Uh, people are still seeing UFOs, which blows my mind. Um, I, I think they're a hologram. I think UFOs are a hologram to distract people from what's really going on as far as, you know, social liberties and the shit with TikTok and, you know, the Restrict Act and World War Three. And all of these things that we should be worrying about are getting tossed in the back seat for UFOs, which we don't even really know exists. Um, I'm not saying, nor am I discounting anybody who has had a very profound UFO experience or maybe an abduction experience. Um, I just, I don't... I don't think they're a thing. Um, now, one could argue that, you know, even in the Vedic texts and the Mahabharata and ancient Egyptian texts, that UFOs were quote-unquote depicted. Uh, the Mayans, they spoke about UFOs. Um, but what if, right, just hear me out, what if UFOs and our ability to see or feel or um, maybe even think we got abducted by them is in our DNA. It is something that goes back all the way to our ancestors um, and that it's just, it is a natural human hallucination, if that makes any sense. Uh, UFOs are a figment of years and years and years of evolution and uh, the human imagination um, kind of coming at a crossroads, if you will. Uh, that's my opinion, though. Uh, everybody else can formulate their own. And, you know, for the Navy pilots who, who you know, really did have these profound UFO experiences, I, I honestly, I don't know what to, what to say. I mean, other than could be some, you know, this propulsion that, you know, these things claim to have. I'm obviously no physicist or expert in thermodynamics or flight or aerospace, but just as, you know, my Occam's razor explanation as a regular Joe Schmo is that they're probably a hologram. I don't know, maybe a very advanced hologram. Um, and the only reason I say that is because nobody has collided with one. Nobody has touched one. And, I don't know, that's really all I got on that. But <laughs> I just, I think UFOs are like a hologram. Um, either by the United States or by the Chinese or maybe somebody else. Who knows? Uh, maybe Israel. I mean, they spend a lot of money on defense. Um... But the UFO argument, it's just it's so exhausting because it's, it's one of those few arguments where nobody can be an expert in, right? Nobody, I mean, they have like ufologists now, um, people who study UFOs or as they call them UAPs now, but nobody's ever touched one. I mean, that, that Bob Lazar guy, he claims to have worked on them, but I, I think he's full of shit. I think Bob Lazar is lying. Um, I think he's just, you know, he might have told a lie 30, 40 years ago, and 
instead of, you know, getting getting himself exposed or caught up in that lie, I think he said, fuck it, and was like, you know what, I'm going to stick to my story, and I'm going to tell it with all my heart, all my soul, um, and I'm only going to tell it to Joe Rogan and a couple of amateur filmmakers and a news guy in Las Vegas, and those are the only people I'm going to tell. Um, I mean, I would love for his story to be true, but, like, there was a guy on the Concrete podcast the other day, and they talked a lot about uh, how, I mean, this guy who came on the podcast, I forget his name, but if you guys get a chance, go check out Concrete Podcast, it's spelled with a K, um, it's really, really good, um, but he was on there the other day, and he was saying how uh, he's been investigating Bob Lazar's story for uh, a a couple decades, I believe now, and he just really keeps coming up empty as far as trying to uh, reinforce Bob Lazar's story. If anything, he's only finding holes in it, um, holes in his character, holes in his story, whatever. Uh, wow, that was a lot about UFOs. Um, in other news... Um, Biden announced he was going to run again in 2024. Um, like I said before, the world has gone absolutely insane. Um, this guy who's been visibly dead for the last three years uh, is deciding to throw his hat back into the ring for another uh, destruction tour. Uh, Biden-Harris 2.0, the, the Reckoning. Um, I, I mean, that's, that's just insane to me that they are actually running again and that these people are such delusional psychopaths and just fucking evil narcissists that even in that old age, so self-obsessed thinking that he knows what's best when he's been doing nothing but actively destroying this country every single day it's just mind-blowing to me and that's not defending Trump that's attacking Biden um, because I just I don't I don't get it I don't understand people who voted for him um, I mean same thing with the Trump voters I don't understand them completely but it's like are most of us in the middle here? Like, don't don't most of us see, like, both of them suck? Maybe we should come up with something better or someone better? Um, I, personally, I mean, I'm waiting on our first AI president, uh, personally. And <laughs> I think that's going to be a very, very fun uh, circus uh, when an AI wants to run for president. Um, yeah, wow, I don't really have much. It's a slow Tuesday. Um, but yeah, I had to take that break. Uh, we're the strange planet now. Gave you the news. Talked about sports. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, this, this is terrible. Wow. Um, as you can tell, I didn't really do any research, nor wrote out any talking points because I didn't even think I was going to do this. This is kind of, not kind of, it was 100% impulsive and impromptu. Um, but beautiful weather we've been having in Florida lately. So um, hasn't broke 85. It's been sunny, clear skies. Uh, it rained this morning, but after that, not a single cloud in the sky, and it was like 72, so all's well over here in DeSantis land, um, but yeah, not a, not a whole lot going on, and, uh, 
I, I don't want to say I was expecting more people to watch this. Um, but I am disappointed. Um, not, not in anybody who listens or doesn't listen. Uh, just in myself for not, um, you know, being consistent with it and, you know, almost shutting it all down and, you know, just wiping this podcast and all my social media from the face of the earth. But there's shit going on and somebody's got to tell people. So, um, I think honestly the most interesting thing um, that's gone on in recent weeks was Tucker Carlson being fired from Fox News and Don Lemon being fired from CNN 15 minutes apart from each other. I just think that's really, really funny. And both, neither of them knew. Neither of them had any prior knowledge, nor were they told, nor were they warned um, that they were going to get fired. And then, boom, they were fired. I, I think that's really, really strange. And Tucker Carlson always used to go after Don Lemon. And Don Lemon always used to go after Tucker Carlson. So, that's another one of my, my theories, I guess, is that they both quit, right, to go start a podcast with each other. And if that doesn't unite the country, I don't know what will. Um, but Don Lemon fucking sucked. <laughs> he was just so terrible, man. I couldn't, I couldn't listen to 10 seconds of that guy. Tucker Carlson, on the other hand, I could listen to a minute of. But Don Lemon, I could not even listen 10 seconds. Everything with him was always about because of his race, because of his sexuality. And then he goes after women. And then he says women past 35 are past their prime in everything. And then he like doubles and triples down on it. And he has two 35 plus year old women sitting next to him. And they're like dumbfounded and pissed that he just said this. And he just keeps going. And it was very, very, very comical. Um, if anybody has the chance to look that video up, please do. It's so fucking funny. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to stop cursing so much. Um, so there's that. Um, yeah, but life's been pretty mundane. Um it was a very dry 420. Uh, no cannabis was consumed by me on 420, but I hope all of you had a good one. Um, oh, that, okay, speaking of 420, um, I saw the study that said that Americans purchased more legal cannabis in 2022 than they did chocolate. I think that's progress. I think that's a beautiful thing. Um... On the other hand, you know, one could argue, well, Americans are buying more weed. Aren't they going to buy more chocolate on the back end? I mean, that's not the study. The study is that they bought more weed than chocolate. But for me, though, I, I would be buying legal weed and then immediately after buying tons of chocolate because... <laughs> That shit smack when you're stoned. Um, but yeah, so uh, not not much going on. It's slow, uh, slow news month. Um, it actually wasn't. It was a very oversaturated news month, but I'm just choosing not to talk about it because that shit stresses me out. Um, but that's what's going on in the world. Um, hand in sports... Um, in comedy, uh, Big J Okerson, um, has a great new special out on YouTube called Dog Belly, that was fucking stellar, 11 out of 10, one of the best specials I've seen in years, um, uh, wow, I'm, uh, I'm dying up here, Oof. um, been gambling a lot lately, uh, doing the DraftKings thing a lot, uh, losing every single time, so that's cool, on the NBA, NHL, MLB, 
Um, been working a lot. Um, non-stop, actually. Um, also trying to say um a lot less. But, um, yeah, I need to get a guest on here or something. Maybe this was all a mistake. Maybe this was the dedication and the hard work and money and resources and marketing that I've done to make this podcast a thing was supposed to be a failure. You know, uh, sometimes I think that. Sometimes I think that this was not... This was meant to happen, but in the short term, to, to show me that it would never work. Um, I just, I can't keep up, you know. It's a one-man show over here. I don't have people behind the scenes. I don't have a studio. I have my fucking house. Um, I use an iPhone, a $100 mic from Walmart, a $100 mic from Best Buy, a $30 LED from Best Buy, um, a Mac desktop. So it's, uh, it's hard out here on these streets. <laughs> um, yeah. But life is difficult, you know? It's not easy. And as the Buddhists say, you know, that life is suffering. And the goal of life is to suffer and then ease the suffering of others and yourself in turn before you get to the grave. Um, and I mean, I've been thinking a lot. I mean, I, I'm, I know I'm not the only one. Um, a lot of people have been thinking about death lately. Not not death in, you know, the classical sense, but like death as in the immediate, sudden, unexpected mortality of oneself due to outside factors, whether it be a nuke from a foreign country, uh, being shot by, massacred by a transgender, um, you know... Um, your dick exploding by drinking Bud Light. Uh, just think, you know, normal things that people are concerned about. Um, or things I worry about, at least. Um, I, I, I was literally thinking the other day when I was at a restaurant, I was like, you know, I could get a Bud Light. Because Bud Light was alright, you know, it was like, the beer that you get when you don't really know what else to get, and you're like, uh, the fucking tap menu's too long, I'm just trying to get a beer in me, let me get a Bud Light. And that was the end of it, but now... Feels a little off, you know, I've been, like... I just have this fear that, you know, if I want that first sip of Bud Light that hits my lips, boom. You know, there's going to be flesh fireworks all over this goddamn restaurant because my dick just exploded. Um, but, you know, other than that, um, Bud Light's doing great, you know. Uh, they lost $5 billion in market share after they put uh, the androgynous uh, alien from Neptune, uh, known as Dylan Mulvaney, um, who's obviously, I mean, I, I don't have TikTok. That's a well-known thing. It's the whole shtick of this podcast, if you will. But um, that dude, because I'm going to call, I, I don't care. I don't care what Dylan Mulvaney identifies as. I don't give a fuck. When you, when you reach a certain level, when you reach a certain uh, fame or notoriety, you forfeit your right 
to have people accommodate your way of living with their words. That's just my thought. And I'm going to call Dylan Mulvaney whatever the fuck I want because that is my right. And when I see Dylan Mulvaney, I see a mentally ill, uh, pedophile, um, fame addict, fame obsessed, um, greedy, uh, vile, groomer, uh, confused, uh, mentally ill, did I say that already? Um, infiltrator, um, you know, I just, I can't, that's what I see. And that's what I see with a lot of this transgender stuff is that a lot of these people are very, very sick and very confused. And somehow, uh, so many of them are preaching so much hate and so much evil. Um, they got Christians cracked down on, on TikTok. Uh, we knew that was coming though. Um, alright, that's, um, religion, okay, speaking of Christianity, uh, I saw a study today that said Islam is now the fastest growing religion in the world, uh, finally surpassing 2 billion members worldwide, and I guess they fired Tucker Carlson at the right time, because if he fucking was on tonight or yesterday or whenever this study came out, Oh my god, I can't even imagine what, what Fox News... I haven't watched them in weeks, but I can only imagine what the fuck they're saying about Islam being the fastest growing religion in the world. Passing 2 billion members. The amount of doom and gloom and and people fucking screaming and panicking over there. It's pretty funny. Um, but I mean, good for them. Um... But honestly, it's my opinion, it's my belief, just on base what I've seen lately, um, is that religion is going to not go away, but definitely go through some very, very, very dramatic shift. Not subtly, not slowly. I think religion is going to shift very quickly and very severely very soon. Um... I really think that, you know, Christianity, uh, Catholicism, Islam, what have you, all these religions are going to shift to a new idol, a new deity, if you will, uh, whether it be money, whether it be AI. Um, you could also argue that money has been the deity of all the world's religions for the past hundred years. Um, but yeah, just it, religion has in the classical sense, uh, going to church, you know, kneel, stand, pray to the East six times a day, uh, you know, get fucking molested by the Pope that, you know, that's all going to go away very soon. I wholeheartedly believe that. Um, I mean, in California, and especially down here in Florida, you have a very huge wave of these born-again or, you know, converted or reformed Christians who are, you know, getting baptized or, you know, trying to make peace with God and going to church every Sunday, myself included. Um, but I think it's very short-lived. I think that religion is not going to be sustainable uh, religion in its current structure is not going to be sustainable much longer um, I mean the Dalai Lama told a told a kid to kiss him on the tongue or suck his tongue um, you know the Pope embracing drag queens um, going to the World Economic Forum uh, you just have all of these religious leaders who are quickly and effectively becoming very, very compromised very quickly. And for anybody who is a follower of either Buddhism or Catholicism, 
my heart breaks for you because these people who are supposed to be uh, the messengers of God, the anointed messengers of God, are are obviously not even living within their own scriptures. They're living above the law, much like, you know, the Pope and the Dalai Lama, or the Pope more specifically, he lives outside of the of the Old Testament. He lives outside of the Bible, whereas politicians in the United States live outside of the Constitution. They they are ungovernable, uh, ungovernable narcissists. Uh, they are uh, they're greedy. There is nothing godly. There's nothing holy about the Pope, about the Dalai Lama, about the President. There is nothing grand. There is nothing honorable about any of those offices because that's what they are. They are public offices. Um, I mean, cardinals and priests and bishops in the Catholic Church are flying on private jets, driving supercars, you know, having the newest iPhones, living in luxury, sneaking prostitutes into the Vatican. But yet we turn to them to give us messages messages from God, to tell us the word of God. Does any of that sound like something a God would perpetuate? Anything that is somebody of holiness, of benevolence, of leadership, of spiritual connection, of fortitude, of kindness, of having a heart, would ever do? No. And I understand everybody has their past. Literally, every single person on this planet has something that they're guilty of, something that they regret. You know, it's a natural human thing. But we are holding these people who are anointed and sometimes self-anointed, we are holding these people in such high regard and putting them on such pedestals that we let them get away with doing things a hundred times worse than what any of us would do. And then we look the other way when the news tells us what they did and we still look to them for the spiritual guidance that we crave. Because we as a, as a human species, as a human race... We are so fucking lost. So lost. We are clueless. We're the smartest on the planet, for sure. But human beings are definitely the most clueless. And I'll elaborate. A dog, right? A dog knows it needs to eat, it needs to sleep, it needs to run, it needs to drink water needs to play, it needs to be social, it needs love, it needs affection, it needs a roof. They don't worry about all these other things. I don't, obviously I'm not a dog neuroscientist, but I really don't believe dogs or any animal. I mean, it goes for any animal and or plant. They never try to do more than the things that they're supposed to do. Which also makes humans so great in that aspect that we achieve things outside of our biological norms. Not the transgenders, not them. But we we innovate, we engineer, we grow, we adapt, we evolve. We're such rapidly evolving creatures that at the end of the day, we're just these jack-of-all-trades, masters of none. And we're scrambling to find God or to talk to God when we could have been talking to God the whole time by just doing the things that we only need to do and not living in excess and not living, um, you know, in greed and just doing the things that we're supposed to do. But like I said, that's the innovation, the the ability to go outside of that school of thought, the ability to expand outside of those biological constraints are part of what makes the human race so 
mind-blowing. And if anybody knows me, they know I talk to everybody. Um, I want to know where everyone's from, what they do for a living, what languages they speak, uh, what do they eat, where have they been. You know, I'm very nosy in that regard, but it's not for, you know, it's not for gathering intel on somebody. It's not for gathering dirt. It's because I'm genuinely curious because I am a clueless human fucking being and I just want to see how clueless everybody else is. And if it gives anybody comfort out there, which it gives me tons of comfort, is that when you talk to so many people and I've probably met, I mean, I couldn't even put a number on it, but I probably met Upwards of like 50,000 people in my life. 100,000 people maybe. Which is a shit ton. But I talk to literally everybody. The homeless guy on the street. The guy working at the gas station. The CEO walking into an office. The lawyer leaving the courtroom. The guy at the abortion protest. Like everybody. I, I just... Because I'm genuinely curious. I want to see how clueless everybody else is. And what I've gathered is that, yeah, there are some very, very smart people, which is a fact. I mean, there are very intelligent people, but every single person that I have talked to on this earth, I can tell you with absolute 100% certainty, every single one of them was absolutely clueless in the grand, the grand scheme of things, the, in the existential scope of things, you know, whether it's what happens after death. Uh, what happens before birth? Um, is there a God? Very, I mean, and like I said, existential, but like questions that humans cannot answer. And and some have told me it's not fair to measure the, um, what's the word, the capability of existential thought of a human based on their ability or inability to answer those questions. But it's the people that can certainly answer those questions who I I run into problems with. You know, like people who are very matter-of-fact about something that has no evidence. Like, um, you know, for example, if I ask some random person on the street corner, Hey man, what's your name? What What do you do? Oh, cool. Do you know what happens after we die? And if and if anybody gives me an answer other than I don't know, I feel sorry for them. I really do. Because you're denying your innate human trait to just be clueless as far as ex- existential thought goes. Everybody is walking around here with no clue of what's happening. And that's what's so funny about life and that's what's so funny about the human condition is that everybody really is different. There is a different brain sitting up there in every single person on this planet thinking a million different things than what you're thinking. And I I believe the only ways to combat that would be love and community. But at a certain point, those become toxic because we start to put this false metric on others' intelligence or ability to interact effectively in the survivability of a group or a community. And then that's when conflict starts, is that we, oh, well, they called me this word, so I don't, who cares? They put their pants on the same way you do. They don't know who God is. They have no clue what happens after death. They don't remember before birth. So what's the problem? None of us are getting out of here alive. And that goes back to my my other my earlier point 
about thinking about death a lot lately. You know, and, and just talking to a lot of people recently over about the last three months, I've learned that a lot of people from all walks of life actually have this very, very profound um, fear that something from outside of our knowledge or outside of our being or outside of our borders is actually going to wipe us out soon. And I don't think that it's just some mass schizophrenia event. I don't think it's like some union collective conscious thing either. Um, I believe it's a lot of people just seeing patterns and not just seeing patterns, but a lot of people just saying that because it's the popular theory, the popular fear, you know? And what's so strange about fear is that we get paralyzed by it. You know, oh, well, you know, for me, for example, you know, um, I had some friends who wanted me to go to South America with them, and I declined, but I don't know why. Um, you know, I have the passport. I have the funds. I can get the time off of work. I can get the time off of school. I don't have any serious obligations here inside the borders, but it's this looming, you know, this anxiety that a lot of people are feeling that, what if this happens? What if this happens when I go there? And we, we get into these long, convoluted thought traps with ourself, and it makes us... It makes it ten times more difficult to interact with people inside of our community, with people inside of our group, inside of our tribe. And in turn, because we're feeling so anxious and so nervous and losing trust and losing hope, is that the only entities that we could take it out on are other, other people. And... I believe, I mean, just to summarize, I believe that's why there's been so much violence, so much unrest, so much hate, uh, so much arguing and mudslinging lately, not just in the United States, but, you know, in Paris and Israel, China, um, all over the world, is because we are all ramped up, you know, on, and I, and I think social media has a big huge, huge part to play on it. And when I, when I was hanging out with Zach last night, my best friend Zach, watching the Lightning have the worst loss in franchise history, in my opinion, he said something, you know, and he, he doesn't go down the rabbit hole with things like this. He doesn't care about geopolitics or the economy or any of that. He's very focused on only the things that he needs to do. And very rarely can he relate to me on, on very deep subjects like, like the ones I talk about. And, and I was talking about social media, and the only response he gave me was, yeah, social media is poison. But in that one-liner that, that he threw at me, I started to go down another rabbit hole, of course, and I thought about what he said. And, and so nonchalant and so casual about the way he said it. He said, yeah, social media is poison. What are you going to do? And I really, really thought about that. I was like, social media is poison. Now, please think about, think about that line for a second. Social media is poison. I mean, humans, we have this innate ability to stay away from snakes, to stay away from, I mean, various plants, tons of things. We have these deep, primitive instincts to stay away from certain things 
that will kill us or that will be poisonous. And when he said that, I, I immediately thought, I, I was like, well, you know, we always think of, like when we hear poison, you know, we think of, you know, rat poison or anthrax or, um, or ricin or, uh, you know, a litany of other things, uh, snakes, spiders, um, poison ivy, poison oak, um, those berries that Christopher McCandless ate accidentally, or those peas that Christopher McCandless accidentally ate and into the wild. We think of those as poison, something you ingest, something you touch, uh, something you smell. And those affect your body physiologically. But who's to say, and I would love if somebody can please either prove this or disprove this, please, I'm all ears. What if social media is an ingestible poison for the human brain? Just what if? What if social media is a poison and we just don't know it yet? Because based on what I've seen, um, I mean, and I could go back all the way till, to 20, 2010, 2009, uh, 2008, whenever Twitter came up. I mean, even back in the Facebook days, I mean, 2006, seven. there was definitely some sort of psychological shift um, in the way that humans communicate. And one that I think, yeah, the interconnectivity and the ability to build remote communities and schools of thought from thousands of miles away is an incredible feat. It's a great thing for humanity. But just like everything else, whether good or bad for you, everything has a side effect. If you drink too much milk, you, you'll shit yourself. You know, if you... <laughs> If you uh, drink too much soda, uh, you could get diabetes or kidneys. That's a terrible example. Soda's terrible for you. Um, if you eat too much red meat, I mean, red meat, it's great for your brain, uh, great for your liver, bad for your colon, bad for your heart. Every Everything has a side effect. Um, cannabis, you know, if... Um, People who are prone to schizoid affective disorder, schizophrenia, are, I think it's 50% more likely to have a schizoid affective or schizophrenic break from too much marijuana or too much cannabis. Um, everything that's good for you, even, even the good things all have side effects. Um, and I believe that, yeah, the connectivity from thousands of miles away. The ability to make remote communities and constant contact with other human beings across the world is a great thing. But the negative side effect of it is that slowly poisoning us. And I think... I just, I don't know, I, that's just, I, that's just my opinion, you know, I, I think social media, and I, I think it even goes all the way back to television and radio, um, this ability to ingest, to consume media, um, at, at mass scale, constantly, I mean, constantly, how many of you have the TV on when you go to sleep or play music when you go to sleep um, how many of you turn on the TV for background noise and then next thing you know you've been scrolling on your phone for an hour I think it happens a lot more than people like to admit uh, again that's my opinion but I, I think there's something to be said as far as social media being a very sneaky poison into into the human psyche, into the human brain. Um, and I don't know, it could be 
something neurological, um, could be something cranial, like on the surface or structure of the brain, uh, you know, but it, it just, it can't be good, it can't be good, and there doesn't seem to be any sort of moderation, we're always plugged in, we're always connected, always go, 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 always consuming and consuming media, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I could literally manage, I, I can actually, I, I can manage my entire life through this fucking thing that's the size of my hand. I can talk to anybody I want, I can find out whatever I want, I can hear whatever I want, see whatever I want, order whatever I want, buy anything I want from this thing that fits in the palm of my hand. And that brings me back to my earlier point about religion. You know, I was in church uh, three weeks ago with my boss. And, you know, I looked at him and looked at, at his son, and they were like, you know, locked in on the service, right? But there was something that I don't know what it was, I just, I had to look around, I just wanted to see what, and me being nosy again, but I, I had to see if other people were reacting the same way they were, and what I saw were a lot of people on their phones, a lot of people um, not engaged emotionally, visually, audibly, um, a lot of people addicted to this, this, and I'm going to call it that, this God, this manufactured God that sits within the palm of your hand. I mean, you have Bible apps now that are being downloaded in the millions and billions, Quran apps. I mean, you could... You could have the knowledge of our reachable universe inside of your pocket at all times. I mean, these things are already smarter than us at scale, just on like a one-to-one -one ratio. Like, my phone is far more intelligent than I am, just because of the mass amounts of, of capabilities that it has for communication, um... And that's really it, I guess, for communication um, and management. I mean, yeah, my phone, it can't, you know, pick up a dumbbell. It can't drive a car. But I think it's coming very soon. And that's, that is why I wholeheartedly believe that, you know, like I made the joke earlier about I can't wait for the first AI president. I, I think it's going to be far more potent than that. I wholeheartedly believe that in my lifetime, in many of our lifetimes, that we will see religion and so many grand things in life that will be left up to an artificial, artificial intelligence that we, these clueless creatures who do nothing but hunt and consume and sleep and procreate and commit violence, the clueless creatures that are human beings created God. the creatures that have been looking up to the heavens for thousands of years, billions upon billions of prayers, even more inquiries into what happens outside of our reachable universe, after death, before birth, all of these existential traits, all our questions rather, will be answered by this one single entity artificial intelligence.
And how poetic is that? Not like a good poetic, but how... What better way to sum up the human experience and how poetic would it be to say, oh yeah, human beings, yeah, we, we created our own God. We haven't left this planet, and when I say left, we haven't colonized outside We haven't been outside of our galaxy, but you know what we did do? We created our own God. And for me, and I think billions of others out there, is that a God is something that does not exist within the confines of the human experience that doesn't exist within the walls of earth per se but is something that has a a God's eye view of what happens in the universe and I believe that if you limit that God to a single entity on earth that has not been outside of our reachable universe that is only speculating based on the knowledge of the ones who programmed it or its own ability to learn and adapt how much of a god is that? And that's what scares me about AI so much, is that it could happen so quickly. It could happen so quickly to the point where, I I mean, we we all know how fast things happen in this life, how, how things are constantly changing. I mean... Everything is always changing. And how... How are we going to... Worship something... That we built... That has far less experience than we do... We just compacted our knowledge of 8 billion of us... Into this one thing... It's a very, very, very strange planet. And uh, I just hope everybody stays safe. Take your time with everything. Do your own research. Find your own answers. Filter out the bullshit. Question the experts. Question the average Joes, question the amateurs, question the professors, question the teachers, but most importantly, question yourself and what you perceive. I think it's going to be a very, very, very interesting next decade or, you know, quarter century. I think we're going to see a very dramatic change in not just human behavior, but the human interface, as I like to call it. The human experience. And if you can find comfort in one thing, Just find comfort in the fact that there are few people who can do anything to stop it. And almost all of us, it's completely outside of our reach of control. So with that being said, guys, um, this has been The Strange Planet. 
I think this is going to be episode one. Uh, I feel really good about this episode. And I think uh, this is the way it really should be from now. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you to those of you who watched on Instagram Live. Um, this will be posted tomorrow. And uh, can't wait to hear the feedback. And uh, go Lightning. All right.